You count the medals. One, two, three. That, no, I was doing. I know. I was all ready for this song. No, but it's like the remix. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. a good idea. I mean, you brought up Monstars in an episode. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about Space Jam ever since. So it's your chance. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Too soon. Mm. Too soon. Slam. And welcome yeah. to the jam. That sequel's coming out next year or soon. Because that sequel you really wanted that the two of you have been begging for. Okay, but is Bill Murray in it? Right. They cast some sports people. I can't be worse than the original Space Jam, right? I, you know, I like the original Space Jam, though. I, I love. It is a childhood treasure. Go to the hole and dominate. Hmm. What else would give us Fly Like an Eagle? <laughs> Besides the song existing for 25 years before that? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, wait a minute. You guys aren't Steve Miller Band fans? I thought everybody loved the, the Steve Min. Which is I'm what trying to think of another him. song. Is there, is there a song called like Ramblin' Man or something? <laughs> that's the, that's the Almond Brothers, but it's a good call. Everything you know what there's a lot that of was ramb- Jessica. Damn it! I don't know if you knew this. Sometimes bands have more than one song. Like who? Uh, like the New Radicals. Oh wait, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> they only had that one song. Take that, the New Radicals. Oh, but you're ignoring their output as the Rainbow Butt Monkeys before they change their name. Is this some Canada shit? This is some Canada shit. Hey, Corey, welcome, welcome to, to Green Watch. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Green Watch 2018. I'm Coriander Dickinson. Got me some Josh A. Kagan. <laughs> you got all Josh A. Kagan. That's what the A stands for. And Adam Was Wasman Wasserman. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <clears throat> this is episode seventeen. Kendo girl, Odin, splitting yummy. I've got dividing yummy. A yummy divided. Before we start, I would like to give Corey some kudos for her work on episode eight. I think it was the one that just came out. Because oh, the one I did folks, notice it, for. Yeah, folks, if you haven't looked at the show notes for episode eight, they are they are thorough. And if you were confused by literally any pop culture reference that was made during that episode, you know, check on check on out some links and learn learn a little bit. Good work, Corey. Are you, are you going to do that for every episode from now on? Because that looked like a lot of work. Yeah, I also did it for episode one on the same day that I upload that. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, the plan the plan going forward. I've got like draft notes for like four other episodes, but. It's a work in progress. I'm impressed. Congratulations. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, gross. For the record, I'm not doing that. I thought you were for a moment. And I was I was just like, yeah, yeah. No. This is what I deserve. That is not what you deserve. You deserve more than the slow, sarcastic <laughs> clap. Hey, that was a Citizen Kane clap. What's supposed to happen is it's supposed to bully everybody else into clapping, even if they don't want to. It doesn't quite read without the visual of Jowly Orson Welles' mad face demanding well, that everybody clap for his talentless shantus. Here, well, here's the thing is that people use that gif 
like completely out of context of what happens in the film to to indicate a genuine slow clap. And I'm like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Watch a movie, people. Citizen Kane? Yeah, Citizen Kane, the greatest movie of all time. Watch it. I haven't seen it. No, I. I, oh I my it's got God. one of my favorite room wrecking scenes in it. And I, I really need to do my collection of room wrecking scenes because I love them in every movie. But I've never seen it. Adam. Yes. Uh, I, I need you to like create a video of yourself clapping so that we can like black and white it up and make our own gifs <laughs> our own our, our own gifs can't we just put adam's face over the citizen kane gif like he was drake like they're they're always putting drake's face on gifs that's a thing that happens on the internet and you're both canadian basically adam and drake are all but the same person i think people are going to notice the difference no Remember that time, Adam, that you went and handed out money to everybody? No. No? Remember when you did the hotline bling dance? Yeah. You know, Josh, ever since you left the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I knew it. <laughs> he Drake. <laughs> you know who else is cool? Date Acura. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, uh, is he, though? <laughs> Yes. Can they, can they, is it a requirement to be a common writer that you also have to be a complete doofus? This guy, it's like he learned how to be cool in a book, literally a book that he carries around with him. The paperback novelization of common writer. Oh, oh, oh. The book that he can't quite read because he's been overseas for a while and forgot how to. And also doesn't really want to, but. I appreciate how it's not just like a manual. It's not just like, oh, here's how this works. It's like, here's context for what you're doing. Here's the main character so that you can identify them when you meet them. It's it's a good manual. It is. It, and it serves as a nice little catch up uh, if for some reason, God help you, you decided to just start watching this show, this episode. It's not quite, it's not quite a fresh start, but... It does seem like they're doing a lot of like, okay, just in case, just in case you're wondering what's going on here. Here is the, even the uh, last week on Common Writer OOO, there was a fair amount of like, all right, we're just going to explain this one more time. All right, we good? Now here's a handsome guy. So that's, and that's where we start. Uh, We start with AG and Ankh. Common Writer Birth has just blown everybody up and has been cool. And then he zizzes out of his outfit. And he's a handsome fellow with a great little bomber jacket and a T-shirt that says something in English that I can't quite read. And he's real. He's almost like Bruce Campbelly a little. I don't know if you yes. guys got that vibe yes. off of him. He's like handsome, but doofy and definitely understands how to play the jokes. Uh, I like this guy. I will say that. I like this guy. I like this actor a lot. Hmm. He is the voice actor uh, for Gatsu in uh, recent Berserk uh, stuff, like the uh, movie oh. they did, and I think the most recent anime. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I looked it up. So he sees A.G. and Ankh. He's like, wait, I know. Consults the manual. He's like, A.G. and Anko. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he said it wrong. 
And then he like fumbles over his container when he's like going to go pick it up and drops cell medals everywhere and then scrambles to pick them up and then gives ag a tip so here's what i love about the 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 like how like 30 seconds he spends scrambling around for cell medals is that it is very obvious that cell medals are plastic they in no way resemble actual metal but the foley work is all these these metallic clinks and it's they really sell it it's really delightful my favorite moment from this is at one point onk asks him uh Asked the uh, new guy, uh, what's this birth thing? I'm sure in Japanese it makes a lot more sense. But basically, Ankh's like, hey, what's your deal? And Kamen Rider Birth kind of looks off into the middle distance, pointing his chin up heavenwards and says, Dino. And I don't know. That just made me laugh. And like, he really is just a complete meathead. He's, uh, he doesn't seem to really know what he's doing, and it seems like he answered an ad in a newspaper or something. Yeah. Like, do you want to be a superhero and blow up monsters? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. I've been away. I feel like he went and interviewed with Kogami, and Kogami hired him on the spot just based on, like, how he can be very overzealous about saying literally anything. Did he come with the milk jug? I'm sure he brought his own jug. B-Y-O-J. So he says he's hungry. Wanders off. Of course, it might be the couscousier. Who knows? But uh, Ankh's all like, Kogami's to blame for this. And we get the intro. And and Eiji's like, hey, I'm impressed that you're, you know, so like Kanji so well for greed. And Ankh's like, shut up. Why is he offended by that? Or is that detective's inherent knowledge? And, and Ankh is just bummed that. Why is he mad at a compliment, I guess? I think it's because Ankh is like a cool guy and cool guys don't try, but it's obvious like he like spent some time like learning kanji and he doesn't he doesn't like that AG noticed. He wants to appear effortless. Yep. But did he take the time to study it or is it just stuff that he and his brother already knew? Uh, either way, he doesn't he doesn't like it when somebody like notices that he's done a good job. He just wants he want I think he wants to be feared rather than like AGB like, oh, hey, good job, buddy. And he's like, oh, fuck off. I don't need your I don't need your pity compliment. Well, I get it. I, I don't like I don't I don't accept compliments well either. Oh, uh, sure you do, Josh. Go fuck yourself. You're great at accepting them. <laughs> Eat a dick. Um, <laughs> hey, we're <laughs> I don't know. And then we're at the couscousier and the gals are coming back from Egypt? Question mark. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a real quick trip from because yeah, I think so. They were definitely both there at the beginning of last week's episode <laughs> for the Christmas party. Right? Yes. We we know that time has passed, like it's New Year's now. I mean, I guess that's long enough to go to Egypt. It just seems it just seems everyone's real casual about it. Like they didn't even mention it last episode. Look, I'm not hurt. I didn't have dinner plans with them or anything, but it just seems like it's a completely odd random thing that's like, we were in Egypt. We sure were. Oh well, back to our episode. To be fair, I think only the owner was in Egypt. I don't I don't think Kina went with her. Oh, she didn't? Owner's like telling her about what happened and Kina's being like, Oh, cool. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. And it does look like there was a sign saying that like Couscousier was temporarily closed. I assume that's what the taped up uh, sign on the front that she took down was was about. I, I was hoping it was a uh, injunction from the health department or something. 
Oh, yeah. Just like two. Totally. <laughs> uh, we have rated your restaurant far too whimsical. We need you to pick a theme and stick with it. <laughs> also, remember a couple months ago when you did that Native American shit? Don't do that again. Right. Anyway, Hina has a gift for Eiji because he saved her life. And he's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. And she's like, I also have a gift for Ankh. And Hunk does not have time for her and just hauls Eiji off and... She's like, hmm, should I give a gift to Ankh? I don't know. Ankh's very important business is sitting in a tree. <laughs> it's always sitting in a tree. Whenever he hauls AG off, it's mostly just because he wants to sit in a tree and complain. You don't see the other greed sitting in trees. You, uh, that must just be specific to mm. Ankh. He just really likes it up there. Ankh's complaining about how there haven't been any yummies and he hasn't been able to make any medals. And AG's like, well... Can't you make your own yummies? And Ankh's like, I would if I could. Which is kind of a good point. It's like everybody else can do it. He's just an arm. He ain't. He yeah. He's not, he's not enough. He doesn't have enough juice. It's like or, if I could make yummies, would any of this be happening? The earth would be like a smoking, uh, just, <laughs> just ruined place. Like, I never want to see what happens when Ankh's in charge of everything. Because I think it would be very bad. He's also super salty about Kazari taking his medal. Also, Eiji has a scarf now. Oh, yeah. Hina got him a real nice scarf. Yes, that makes more sense now that Hina was not in Egypt because I was like, so she went to Egypt and got him a scarf? Right? Like, she was like, my friend makes these. And I'm like, in Egypt? My favorite bit in this is at one point, uh, Ankh is just pouting and whining and basically says to Eiji, go do something. Go make something happen. <laughs> like, what the hell do you want from me, dude? And she's I like, can't... it's New Year's. There's yeah. Nobody around. And it's too early to ask Kogami about stuff. Because <laughs> I guess it's like, you. <laughs> what's the wait time on like your like sort of like weird business partner question mark, like hiring a new common writer and, and then you asking about it. I feel like I feel like you could just, you know, walk up right away and be like, hey, what's up with this? Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think industry standard is at least 48 hours. Wow. Oh, yeah. to give him time to get in touch with you? Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like the right time would have been before Common Rider Birth shows up out of nowhere. I mean, how do you broach that conversation with your superior if you're like, you don't want to go in and be like, hey, you're not thinking of building another Common Rider to to take my place, are you? Because like if they if they are, they're going to lie about it. And if they're not, your boss is then going to be like, oh, hmm. Hey, that's a really good idea because you're kind of a chucklehead. You just talk about your your underpants. You got to be careful. You got to play. Go ahead. No, it's like it's it's like getting fired by coming in on like a Wednesday and there's somebody else sitting in your desk and your nameplate's gone. But there are two chairs there. (laughs) no. Well, well, maybe because there are two chairs and you just sit down and you're just waiting for somebody to explain it. And you just come in like for two more days before your boss finally like comes over and like, uh, you're fired. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Or you're uh, this actually happened to me. You slide your ID card or tap your ID card. Oh, and the, no. And the door and the door just doesn't open. And the receptionist sort of stares at you and shrugs. Oh. Thanks, bad. MTV. Uh, fond memories. Rough. Fond memories. Rough. Yeah, rough. So now we're at a ramen stand. No, we're at an Odin stand. What are you talking about? 
You're right. It is Odin. There is it's only right. Odin there. Yeah, it's right it's, there in the title. It's in. The, it's in the title. Hey guys, let's pretend for a second. I don't know what Odin is. Is that just? Oh, okay. Name. Okay. What's Odin? It's a hot soupy thing with lumps in it, like different soy and fish blobs. Yeah, that and are they're compressed. Like, are they like fried or steamed? Or they're both? like steamed and boiled, but uh, there's like one that Ian really likes that is like a soy pouch that has other things in it. So you eat the pouch and the things inside, but it's all in the soup. Oh. Mm. You basically like tell the guy what stuff you want and he keeps putting stuff in your soup until you're done. Yeah. And there's no noodles. No. no. I like this. And you can get it at 7-Eleven. They used to have it in a can. I don't know if they still do. And and, and a lot of it comes on sticks. Mm-hmm. I see. So it's like yakitori soup? It's street food. Well, it looks very tasty. Is there, did we get the sense that there is a previous relationship between Common uh, Rider Birth and dipshit working at the Odin stand? <laughs> I did. I, I got the impression that the Odin guy is just real friendly and so is Birth. And so they just, they're just having a chat. Just making dude talk. Just making yeah, just small just time dude talk. Two working men doing their normal work jobs. Got it. I I think when you run like a, a a sparsely populated Odin place, maybe you do your best to ingratiate yourself with the customers so they come back. Because it is not a popular stand. No. But don't get too used to it because Kendo fight. <laughs> Some ladies are whacking each other with big wooden swords and uh, and one hits one and then the other one bops the other one in the head and that person's the winner and uh, they get a real nice compliment from their uh, sensei and uh, and the other one they say to him basically like, hey, you uh, you started pretty good, but you ended up shitty. Try and don't be shitty. And then my my the other awesome piece of advice he gives to the winning lady. That was great. Remember what you did. Like, oh, okay. What are we hire? What what are we paying you for exactly, sir? If you're not really giving us any advice, I don't know. But there's a slot on their tournament team. Mm-hmm. That they're looking to fill, and it could be either of those girls. If only one of those girls was stronger. If only Uva was mysteriously appearing behind one of them and then disappearing. In the bathroom. Yeah, I know. She's in a robe. While they're good. in a robe. Not good. Not a good look, Uva. But now we go back to the uh, Odin stand where uh, Akira and uh, Odin stand guy are shooting the shit. And the guy pulls out a copy of like Garbage Magazine or some, you know, tabloid and is like, Akira says like, I'm here to make some money. And uh, Odin stand guy is like, well, good luck, because we're all real depressed right now. Uh, Things are bad. And even worse, I hear that I hear tell there's monsters knocking over buildings. It's apparently all because there's some greed monsters running around. But that's just rumors and conjecture and hearsay. (laughs) It's a very specific, very detailed rumor. (laughs) Yes, Uh, that has been, I feel like, captured repeatedly on camera and seen (laughs) by Hundreds of eyewitnesses. There's clear evidence of the buildings being knocked over, but then they've got like Sasquatch sightings of like Uva in his insect form. These guys have killed cops. They've caused massive car accidents. Like everybody's seeing this shit. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's like a UMA fan magazine and just like 
for whatever reason, none of the, the mainstream press wants to pick up on it. Maybe they're being paid off by Kogami. That makes a lot of sense. And then he told everything to like this one fringe magazine to, to make it look even more discredited. Very clever, Kogami. Um, yeah. So, uh, and Birth mostly uh, in this scene talks about like, I'm here to make money. That's kind of all he talks about this entire episode is that he's going to make, he's going to fight some monsters, make some money. And he's real mm-hmm. psyched about it. Sell metals rule everything around him. Speaking of uh, going from making money to making yummy. We're outside of kendo practice and kendo girl is wearing clothing again. And apparently doesn't notice Uva behind her hanging some fabric. Because <laughs> <laughs> you must have done it real stealthy like. Or is it magic? Does it just sort of float around him like the, like uh, like a snake charmer trick or something? Nope. I like to picture him just off camera, like carefully arranging this piece of fabric on like a tree branch or something, just waiting for his moment. He's a little pulley. Just being like, please don't turn around. Please don't turn around. Please don't turn around. Ta-da! And internally he's like, nailed it. And he, uh, you know what? He puts a cell metal in her head and uh, a dang old yummy jumps out of her chest cavity. It's like, I don't. I don't recall like the other instances of yummies coming out of people being quite so like painful seeming like she's really selling like the discomfort. Uh, I feel like overall Kendo girl has more on the ball than anyone else who has been forced to birth a yummy up until this point. For sure. Like, and we'll, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to this later on, but she really seems to understand exactly what's happening. Isn't surprised by it or concerned or anything, but is definitely like, has a great, seems to have a great deal of awareness. Like, Oh, a monster is coming out of me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because she is a practicer of the martial arts and is very Mm -hmm. aware of her body and her surroundings. They also do this really nice camera move where, um, Uva's like all up, in her putting the like the coin in her head and it pans around so that he's not visible from in, from the camera because the camera's around behind her and when it comes around now he's in monster form like greed form instead of human form and it's a real nice nice little move i also liked it this is specifically a pretty good looking fast moving episode like this is yeah, it really clips mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. this is a re- this is a very good one I guess I'm so every time that happens, I'm like, oh, good for you. Like, but I don't know if they got a new director or if it's a new season or they're just they're just filled with like Christmas presents and dinner and just ready to make an excellent show. But uh, who knows? I think they probably have like multiple directors. I don't think there's probably just any like there's one director. I think there's probably quite a few. Yeah, there's like episode directors and then different site location directors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a good one. Everybody smells yummy. Everybody comes running for the great taste of yummy. Ankh smells yeah. yummy. Common Rider Birth smells yummy. Oh no, Common Rider Birth doesn't smell yummy. His gorilla can smells yummy. His gorilla can's important to me. And back at the kendo school, the, the yummy decides to take on the whole team. It's not just a yummy, it's a swole yummy. Yeah. Uh this is it's a, the exact quote uh from AJ, I think, when he shows up. His body is freaking hard. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I went, hmm, and I raised my pinky to my lips. 
But the yummy beats up everybody. It eats up everybody at the mm-hmm. at the thing. And then Eiji shows up. He beats up Eiji. They go outside. Kendo girl tries to stave him off and punches her right in the face. And she's out like a sack of carp. Onks squatting on the roof, releases a hot can to track the yummy when the yummy just like runs away. Onks real bored with it now. He's a lot more chill about letting AG transform, even though the yummy isn't ripe yet. He's just like, all right, fine. I guess we have to instead of like being a pill about it like he usually is. There's a recession. Yeah, he's low on (laughs) (laughs) the bubbles burst. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he's he's low on cell metals. My boys, my boys low. My good haired boys low. He's got a, he needs whatever he can get. Any port in a storm. Also, swole yummy can talk, which is which is new. Mostly yummies just go bleh or eat things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they don't usually like say stuff until yeah. until they're in like like full on like monster form when they're when they're in like mummy type form. They usually are. Are just like mm-hmm. you know, make a noise, and as it flees the scene, uh, Ankh from the roof spots Date approaching, uh, shoving a meat stick in his face. Yep, and uh, then we are in the future. <laughs> Ag's taking um, Kendo girl to the hospital. Yep, Ag's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yes." Did I create a monster with my desire? And Ag's like, "Yeah, yeah, you did. Yes." That's exactly what you did. <laughs> but don't good. worry about it, it. It's fine. Just, you know, look, you created it, but, you know, it's not your fault. It attacked the dojo. By the way, that's a dubious claim. Uh, I, I, I feel like she's got some culpability there. But then his advice is no, basically no, like. No, 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 no. No, I, di- You're right. I, dis- I disagree. I do not think that if somebody cr- forcibly creates a monster from you and then that monster wreaks havoc, that is your fault that it has wreaked havoc i think the blame is squarely on uva your honor if it please the court when when a yummy is formed it just runs wild with your desires if she'd put the coin in her own head intentionally i would agree with you your honor (laughs) here i have an issue of trash garbage magazine explaining that there are monsters running around our city called the greed that feed off of our desires i ask you and i ask the good people of the court Shouldn't this young woman have kept her desires in check, knowing that there are building, destroying monsters running around, feeding off of our bad vibes and our greediness? I'd like to call my next witness, Mr. Kogami, if you would. (laughs) See, now Kogami's going to testify. No one's going to remember anything else. Hmm. All the jury's just like, oh, that's such a sharp suit. Oh, and so many cakes. <laughs> yeah, he's what bring, were we talking about? Everybody gets a cake. He's like, God, he's going to be like, look under your chair. <laughs> they all look. They all have a cake. And then when they look up, yeah. he's gone. <laughs> yep. But the okay. cake the cake all has each of their names on it and like something special about them written on it. <laughs> like one thing that they're proud of. <laughs> wow. That's very thorough. I know. Right. Wow. So regardless of whether or not the uh, dojo attack was Kendo Girl's fault, AG's advice to her is to just is like, so, you know, just stop it. Try to stop thinking things and having thoughts about being stronger 
Just don't do, just sit here. Just sit here in this hospital. Just sit perfectly. Okay, bye. And then she has a flashback about like the time Uva put a coin in her head. Oh, remember that, and guys? And yummy. It came yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Akira or Date is creepily waiting down the hallway. Everybody remember this. He was at the restaurant <laughs> and now he's here. Mm-hmm. This is all the mm-hmm. same day. This is all probably the same couple of hours. I just want to, I just want to put a pin in this. In what in what Akira is doing, birth Akira, whatever. Right. He's here. He's here. He followed her. Anyways, let's catch up with Goto. And it's hard to do because he is on the run. But it's time to stop for his water break. You know, I got to take a, a sip of fresh water before remembering what he did to Maki when Maki was like, mm, if you cooperate with me, maybe you can be in birth. And he was like, slap. No, never. I won't suck up to that guy. I'm just going to be real mad. And I'm going to squeeze my water real hard and all the water is yeah. going to shoot out in a way that's not representative of anything weird. Nope. 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 Just a man grabbing something and just squeezing it until a bunch of liquid comes out and everybody be cool with it. This is a children's show. Just real mad. Just gritting his teeth real hard, grabbing a cylindrical thing and just squeezing and squeezing. Just real angry, just gritting his teeth and squeezing. Well, back home in the Couscousier loft, uh, Anka's entered through his window yep. and found a present awaiting him. Oh, <gasps> what could it be? It's a metal scrapbook, you guys. Right? Hina has a friend who makes them? I guess. For everybody else's cell metals? It's unspecified, but you know, it's a special thing for Ankh. Because, you know, he saved her that one time. It's true. And Lord only knows where he's been keeping all his core metals. I know. Because, like, they made a big deal about Gamal holding 14 of them. And I assume Ankh is holding all of the ones that he has. Well, he has clothes. They Maybe they were in his tight leather pants. I think he keeps them under his pillow. Aw. And he dreams about them at night. Or maybe he's waiting, waiting for the metal fairy to take them and leave him with teeth. <laughs> or make him like a real boy <laughs> do you think if you leave money under your pillow you get teeth josh it works the other way i don't see why it wouldn't work that way yeah, it's an economy yeah um hmm. and boy howdy is it a buyer's market and then i put the teeth under my pillow and then the money comes back long-term investment yeah what's your problem <laughs> so you've just got a drawer full of all these teeth no, dummy. I have one drawer of teeth and one drawer of coins <laughs> and a room full of pillows. You, you know, teeth teeth don't keep. Like they, they 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 fall apart and stuff over time. It's a humidor. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a temperature controlled environment. Hmm. I feel like humidity would make it worse, but okay. You know who else is making it worse? I just want to <laughs> say for the record, the inside of your mouth is very humid. Go on. Oh, thank you. No, How thank do you, you know what the inside of my mouth is like? No, no, no. That's not a good tactic. to take. Because I'm going to squeeze a bottle of water into it. I'm going to get real angry. No. Grab no, a bottle no, of water. Man. Just squeeze it. Ugh. Just squeeze it real hard. Hi. Hey, you know okay, who turned so... into a beetle? That yummy. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like attacking people. Just all willy-nilly. Everybody. Like, I got to get stronger. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Smash. And again, it's weird. It's not like he's taking strength from people. Not like when that one guy was like, I want to be the greatest 
travel talker and go on public radio and talk about so like the greens were running around and like i'm sucking all the funny out of you jerk is like this beatles just punching people in the face and not taking anything from them it's just kind of a jerk it's a jerk move like i wanted to see him go up to some strong swole motherfuckers and de-swole them right or like challenge a dojo but no he just seems to be punching girls which is like not the move yeah, high school girls in uniform. Yeah, no. yeah, well I think they're all they're I think they're all um they're all kendo like club members of some sort. Yes. He's like uh, getting them out of the way. The one singular guy that he attacks is definitely a kendo. Yeah. Oh well, he turns into a big rhino beetle. Big, buff, swole. Things he can take on a car. Luckily AG hops in the scene and says to the driver, Hey, you should drive away real fast. And the driver's like, Yeah, yeah, totally. So here's my question about that. Do you figure that guy like just was like drove real fast to wherever he was going to go anyway and just continued on with his day? Or did he like decide, no, I'm going, I'm going to go to a nice restaurant. I, I, I deserve this. I deserve some me time. Like, how do you figure that played out? Yeah, just straight to self-care. I think he went home and changed his pants because it seems like from the look on his face and the way that he was screaming that he crapped his pants. I feel very now, using tomorrow's underwear today is definitely self-care. I don't think everybody only has two pairs of underwear. I felt like he was leaving his place, like leaving his apartment building on his way to somewhere else. Although there's literally no evidence to prove that. So no, they're just in an underpass. Yeah. Hmm. And AG hits that beetle with his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the restaurant. Where Akira is still there and everything is basically the same. There are the same monkey robots on the. It seems like it's the same meal is my point. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, no. He, he went back. There's more. There's more gorillas now. So he had lunch. Yep. Went to the hospital, mm-hmm. came back mm-hmm. and had more lunch. Yes. He's a big boy and he needs his carbs and calories. It seems more like it was just an editing mistake because it seems like that was still the exact same meal that was happening in the scene before. I think the idea is that he just like when he doesn't have anything else to do, he just goes and eats Odin for however long. I I can see both of your points. Like it looks like they filmed it all in one go and at the same time. Yeah. Story wise, Dante just eats. That's his thing. He's like, like, just, everyone like gets snacks. a food hangout. His is just smaller than others. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's true. Ooh, I wonder if maybe by the end of this series, like the Odin stand and the couscousier will like merge. Or maybe that guy will like work at the couscousier. I like the guy working behind the counter as well. Real Bill Murray vibe. Real laid back. I like He's his got shit. a dumb hat. That's part of it. That's part of yeah. what I feel like. It's his inner Carl. But it's time to go because he's had lunch. And second lunch, and now it's time to do some fighting. AG's been, like, smashing on that beetle with his gorilla arms, because, like, maybe the big beefy arms will do get better against thick armor. Yes. And then its chest glows green, and then he keeps hitting it, and I'm just like, wait a minute, it's doing something weird. And then we throw back to uh, Kendo Girl, who is still sitting in the exact same place at the hospital, and she realizes with horror that she's doing the opposite of what AG told her to do because she is having thinks. It's not that she wants to be stronger. It's something else. What did you do, Ray? What <laughs> did you do? I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I just thought about being stronger and then even stronger. And then, oh no. 
we go back to the fight fight. Uh-oh. That yummy that that that's now it's uh it's double yummies. It's split. It's turned into two. And Ankh's never seen that before. And that's bad. Ankh can't even make one yummy. And now yummies are just it's yummies having yummies. It's an epidemic. What's happened to the culture, <laughs> I ask you? We've got to set these kids straight. Oh. Anyways, there's a couple yummies now, you guys. Date's on his way to go deal with that. And Goto's out on his run. They cross paths. And Date don't care. But Goto's all like, who was that? Was that him? <laughs> who was that beautiful man? And then uh, it's time for uh, it's time for Kamen Rider Birth to come on the scene. So Kara shows up. And I will say this. He is definitely very doofy in this episode. But his henshin, it's very cool. He's is his catchphrase uh, perfect time to cash in? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It could be. It might be too early for him to have a catchphrase yet. But he definitely, wow. he definitely does talk. But he's real cool. He like he flips a coin and he catches it in the other hand. And then whereas Agey's like Henshin, he's just like, hey, you know what, you guys, Henshin, here we go. He puts the coin in his belt and cranks it, and it like puts the little bubble out, and then. Real cute little noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's Common Rider Birth, you guys. And we get uh, we get a new camera trick, which I thought was real nice. We actually see, like, his... We see inside Common Rider Birth's helmet. Uh, and it's real neat. And he's got, like, lasers on his face. And we can see his heads-up display. And it made me wonder why we've never seen the inside of Common uh, Rider O's helmet. Because Common Rider O's is... Um magic and date date's common rider birth is like a technological suit so it i uh Oz doesn't have that stuff basically but he's wait a minute so is he <laughs> is ag still wearing an outfit or is he a living breathing thing made of transforming metal that's a very good question i don't yeah. know that's unknowable listen <laughs> listen let, 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 let me put it this way AG is like Batman and Date is like Iron Man. But I don't think Batman's like a swarm of transforming metals. Right. If anything, uh, if it, don't worry, I'm going to, I'm going to save this analogy. If anything, isn't AG more like Superman? Like if he's just like, cause Superman Sailor Moon, AG Sailor Moon and uh, Date is Iron Man. Yes. Great. Okay. Now I got it. Now I got it. And by the way, anybody out there who's listening to this, if you want to draw AG as Sailor Moon, we can't stop you. We highly <laughs> encourage it. Also, I looked it up and uh, the first Iron Man movie came out two years before this. So they are definitely just full on copying like the inside the, uh, the helmet Iron Man cam. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, did Iron Man steal this from O's? And I was like, nope, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, totally. A hundred percent is exactly what happened. Far more likely that that Common Rider would just be like picking stuff up because that's just what like Common Rider does that all the time. So no, J- John Favreau was a huge Common <laughs> Rider. That his buddies Vince used to call. Hey, here comes our old buddy John Favreau. He loves he loves that henchin. He's a like pitching Disney. Like, hey, Toei's got this cool thing, or whoever. <laughs> Big, big Japanese corporation. No one will notice. Oh, it's fantastic. No, and they're like, look, we really want you to do Iron Man. No, absolutely not. 
It's Kamen Rider. Oh, that thing's nothing. I got a whole expanded Kamen Rider universe. <laughs> and there's cake. You, you know, okay, you laugh, but the the last uh, Kamen Rider uh, movie that came out like last last December made like billions of yen. Yeah, it's genuinely huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. Just not anywhere else besides Japan and your two apartments. <laughs> That's it. I hardly think people are fan subbing these shows just for me and Corey. I, I mean, I, 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 the jury's out. Your Honor, have you ever known anyone else to watch any of these shows? Oh God, we're back in court. <laughs> Anyway, look, here's the thing. The thing is, is that Berth, he's got all kinds of toys. He's got gadgets. Yeah. He's got gizmos. He's got whiz bangs, zizzazzes, and flim flams. He's got a big cell metal drill that you stick it into a monster's tummy and it pulls all the cell metals out of him. And he's got a cell metal gun that shoots cell metals, which seems like a waste of cell metals. It shoots cell metals willy nilly, just randomly towards anyone. I have a couple of points. A. He also has gorilla friends that uh, put the cell metals in his milk jug for him, which is great. Yep. Also, okay. So here's how the cell metal gun works. He's got like a like a cylinder that he scoops cell metals into, and he sticks it on the top, and the cell metals yep. like go into the gun, and he takes it off, and he puts it on the bottom, and he fires way more shots than there are cell metals, and uh-huh. then. There's like I guess broken cell metals that detritus. Yeah, it's they're, a ju- they're full cell metals, but he he dumps the cup out. He's not firing the cell metals because they're coming back out in some form. I don't know how this gun works. No, it's a juicer. It's a cell metal juicer. It just it squeezes <laughs> it. it what, what else? <laughs> are you describing? It squeezes it squeezes all the mojo out of the cell metals and uh, and turns them into zaps. And then uh, for your trouble, you got some you got some useless uh, non zizzin cell metals that, you know, you can just use as like paperweight or perhaps challenge coins at the next con he goes to. But when he fires it, it makes little ching noises like it's firing metals. Well, the, the metals got to transfer from the where magazine, I guess, to the. Yeah. The, to the, the, the uh, garbage holster. Be, as they are juiced. For the garbage hurts. catcher for the, the, the solid matter. Okay. I hey. I am now I'll on a strictly it. cell metal juice diet. Um, <laughs> it's really easy. You just need a gun, and it's so filled with riboflavin and all the vitamins and minerals you need. And yes, cell metals can be a little pricey, but uh, it's just the best thing for me and my my family and. Uh, just look, I mean, just look at my skin. Look at my skin. I used to do charcoal masks. I used to lay on a bed of needles. And now all I need are these cell metals. You come out looking like that smooth mantis yummy from the first episode. Yeah. I, I like when you say look at my skin, I'm assuming that you are literally a yummy at this point. Yes. All right, uh, and fan artists, if you also want to draw uh, Goops Gwyneth Paltrow as a yummy, go ahead and do that. I can't stop you. Somebody just draw something. I need to know that people are actually listening to this. I want proof. We say eight crazy things in episode. Somebody draw some shit, and I'll be, I'll send you. You know what? I'm going to send you a cake. Wow, it won't be a good one. You like a, a snack cake. cake? Sure, whatever. We'll make it happen. Anyway. 
He got a drill, he got a gun, and he's kicking everybody's ass, and AG takes an opportunity to rehension and he gets himself his uh, cricket legs or whatever the fuck. And uh, and then you know what? The yummies get all blowed up. And uh, happy ending. Credits. No, no, no. First no. off, only, only Rhino Yummy, I think, gets hit. Yes, the other one jumps off somewhere. Scatters into metals. Onk throws his arm out in there. He's <laughs> yeah. like, quick, get them all. Just get them all. And then <clears throat> Birth is all like, wait a minute. I got more moves. Yeah. Here's my magic crane arm. <laughs> Boop. Knocks Onk's arm out of the way. And then like magnetically attracts the rest of the metals. And yeah. then he's like, I'm taking all the metals from now on. Because Thanks. I'm going to make 100,000 money. 100 million. 100 million oh, yeah. metals. Well, no. I think he's going to make $100 million from doing his job. Yes. Yeah, because he said he doesn't have any use for cell metals. It's just like, yeah. I'm going to make $100 million, I assume yen. Uh, he's going to make $100 million yen yes. just being common right of birth. And so from now on, here's the good news. I get all the cell metals. And AG and Anko, what? That's like a million dollars, though. That's pretty good. It is a million dollars, yeah. 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 And it's one million dollars, anyways. So now we, yeah, this is it. This is the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. And we thought that maybe Common Rider Birth was an okay guy, but no, now he's just going to take all the precious metals. Is and that's bad news for everybody else. It's a free market, you know. It's just capitalism. Yeah, it's just late model capitalism. I guess, but like, it's keeping Ankh alive at this point, isn't it? Uh, That nice pops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he gave them a handful at the beginning of the episode, but that's it from now on. Well, you better yeah. you you better take these home and turn them into teeth, you two, because this is it. <laughs> but then they get taxed on, on top of that. They got to play the pay the Kogami tax on any of their that's cell income. True. Uh, were you going to ask us what we thought of this episode, Corey? I was going to ask you what you thought of this episode. I really liked it. I like this new guy. I think he's real good. Uh, all of that food at the Odin stand looked real tasty, and now I want a big lump soups, and I need to figure out where in Little Tokyo I can go get lump soups. Um, and it was cut really well, and the fighting was good, and the acting was good, which is like so shocking and surprising for this godforsaken poop show that I was real happy. Adam. Adam. Oh, oh yeah, I liked it because Date Date finally fully showed up, and now um, all the uh, basically, all the characters uh, that I was looking forward to have have arrived on the show, and, and things may proceed. I was like super pleased at how well the episode just moved along. Like it wasn't overwhelming with introducing a new character and throwing a lot of details about him. Like, yeah, he wants to make money, and he's here to make a specific amount of money by taking all the cell medals. Cool. Sounds good. And yeah. I want to see what happens with Kendo Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loves thinking, unfortunately. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening then. You can find me, Coriander Dickinson, on Twitter at Epsilar. Uh, I'm Josh A. Kagan. Hi. And you can find me at uh, Josh A. Kagan on Instagram.com, which is a site. <laughs> I'm Matt Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasm. Bye. Have a magical day.